today we're going to talk about communication, um, which uh, communication um, can be at times difficult for everybody, not just husbands and wife. I think it's more difficult for husbands and wives at times because you uh, you got more at stake. You know, you got more at stake. You know, if you don't say it right or you don't do it right, you don't act right, you know, it could, uh, you know, it could cost you your validation, you know, or, you know, you're not trusted. Mm. Uh, but sometimes it's like that with, with children and parents. Like, sometimes parents still see you as a little boo and don't realize you done grown up to big boo. <laughs> and you got some thoughts, too, <laughs> right, or some insights, you know, even though some of them, you know, are, need to be uh, carved out and molded, all right? So even leadership, sometimes, you know, some of us think we know everything, so, you know, uh, we haven't opened ourselves up to, to, to at least hear and learn and listen, right? And so as we've grown, uh, we've learned to talk things through. Uh, some of them are wonderful, just, hey, baby, how, how wonderful are you? And some of them are like, what'd you say? You know, or, you know, some of them are tough conversations, but we know that we have to talk through them. So just for our purposes today, um, communication. Communication, uh, you know, even though uh, it's, um, you're striving for great communication, but we're going to say, no matter what you hear today, do, your, do the best you can with what commu- where you are with communication. And then we'll get into some things uh, as it relates to that. Yeah, so I wanted to say target, target actually, um, what we're about to share. Make that your target. Because sometimes we hear a word and we're like, okay, it's either too much that we can do or we just don't think it's possible. Okay, so just what we're offering today is a target. Okay, so we know that Rome wasn't built in a day, uh, neither were we. And to be honest with you, there's some things that all of us have not really been taught as it relates to communication. So, and then the other thing is, try to develop a consistency of what you do here. You know, something that you're going to hear today is going to, you know, strike a chord in your in your heart. Well, try to be consistent in the little. You know, sometimes we'd be like, you know, we go home and uh, you hear a message like you're, what you're going to hear today and you tell your, sp- your spouse, well, didn't you hear what they talked about today? <laughs> well, yeah, you heard. And guess what? You're doing the same thing that you said that you wanted me to, know, uh, to do. So just, you know, take the pressure off yourselves. It's a target. Um, and, and just try to be as consistent as possible um, and so that uh, you can. Uh, and, and here's the thing. The more you do it, the right way, the better you get. So that's the key. So just start small, don't be overwhelmed, like, oh God, who then can be saved? Well, no, seriously, you, it, it's, a, it's a good thing to just, because I remember when we first started talking about you know, communication, <laughs> and see, here's the other thing, don't do. Don't use it as a weapon. So in a conversation, like we'd be like, yeah, but you said such and such. You, you see what I'm saying? So don't start to use the word of God to attack each other you know, based on what you hear today. So it's, it's a target for everybody. We have not been taught. We haven't been taught communication. Think about it. Have, have, y'all, have y'all been taught communication? You were just put into a family, and then it was like you had to deal with your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, your friends. You, had, you were just put in that situation. So what we're offering today is just a target. Um, and so we encourage you to just. And, and, and this is the key. The thing about communication is 
God set it up for us to be of the same mind and same speech and to be in harmony. Mm -hmm. But because of sin, people were confounded with different mm -hmm. languages in Genesis. And so God's trying to bring us back to be together to harmonize. So it's not just positional, mm -hmm. you know, it's relational, mm -hmm. you know, because you could be in position and not relate, you know. Uh, and so, so we're going to give, again, I'm going to say, I'm going to target something to men and I'm going to target something to women, but we understand that that even though men are mostly logical, there's some very logical women in some of the relationships. Mm -hmm. And we know uh, women are mostly emotional. God's given them, equipped them with emotion, but there's some emotional fellas. Mm -hmm. So we understand that, um, but just for, for conversational purpose, I'm gonna deal with a foundation, but you can apply it to your, customize it to your specific situation, okay? Mm -hmm. so, so when we deal with, so what we normally share with men, but this can apply to females also, um, affection cal calms emotion. So if you're in a, re if you're talking to someone that's a, emotional, you want to be sensitive or affectionate. Mm -hmm. You know, um, logic is going to fuel the fire. <laughs> so if somebody's being emotional and you just illogical, which I'm sure everybody that's logical, like myself, can relate to that. It just <laughs> the flames just got to start burning hotter. <laughs> like, like, and you figure the more you give the person a logical understanding the more, uh, once they get this, they'll be fine. And it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse, yeah. right? And that, right. that's good, it does that because women <laughs> are looking, or not just women, but the men, whoever is the, has the emotional tendency, they're looking at, okay, that may sound logical to you, but I need you to feel me. <laughs> you know, do you feel where I'm coming from? Do you really hear me? You know what I'm saying? So forget your logic. I, I need I need you to I need to know that you really are with me. So And so on a flip side, again I'm saying this to women, but we could say to, to, to anybody, understanding calms logical frustration. Mm -hmm. Understanding calms logical frustration. So if if a person if if the, if the person that's logical has a challenge and you hit them with emotion, you're gonna add fuel to that fire. Because the person is wants you to understand. So similar to what she said, like forget your emotions. I need you to understand me, you know. All right, so 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 and what it is, you say, okay, well how can we do both? Well, if I'm logical, I have to put all my energy and effort in being sensitive and understanding people's feelings. I I got the logic part is no problem for me. And vice versa. If I'm emotional, I gotta spend my time investing in understanding, right? Because if I'm, if I'm emotional and invest in emotion, it's gonna be emotional overkill. Mm -hmm. Well, it's gonna be hysterical as we talked about boot camp maybe last year, the year before, right? And if I'm logical and I invest in logic, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna frustrate the situation because I'm gonna overwhelm the person, which I did at a rapid rate at the beginning of our marriage, you know, just, oh, Go ahead, go ahead. I seen no, you no, flinching, no, no. flinching no. over there. Look, <laughs> look like it's low. See the low flinch. No, I I was going to answer what you just said uh, about sometimes it's hard to actually see the logical side of a person or the emotional side. But the scripture tells us to esteem each other or to esteem others better than yourself. That's so good. that that really helps us to. Um, get out of ourselves and look at what the person may be 
dealing with or maybe even thinking. Because the thing about it is if you, if you could take yourself out of your emotions for the moment, just for the moment, and that's why it's important, we'll talk about this a little later about patient communication, but if you can take yourself out of the situation, walk it through in your mind, okay, I'm dealing, so first you gotta identify, is this person logical? Or is my mate or my friend or my mother or father, whatever the case is you're dealing with, are they logical or are they emotional? Once you're able, because you can identify that real quick, you know that, right? Once you're able to identify what they are, now you can ask God to give you some wisdom to package what you're going to say. And you, you need some time to think it through because your, your emotional side will be kicking in at the same time, right? But if you're esteeming them better, better than yourself, then you're actually saying, okay, now how can I reach this person who has a logical mind? How can I reach this person who has a emotional uh, tendency? Mm -hmm. And God will give you, now you're offering that to God and you say, God, okay, I need you to help me with some wisdom on how to package this. Because this, this is not going to be right. Right now I'm feeling, <laughs> for the emotional part, <laughs> I'm feeling like, you know, this is, you did wrong or whatever the case is. So I think that's big, you know, to be able to identify who you're talking to. You got to identify who you're talking to. And, and stick with that. You can't just in the moment say, oh, well, that person is uh, emotional right now. But let's say their tendency is always logic. So this man right here, he is a logical thinker, y'all. So when I come to him, <laughs> when I come to him, and I do spend, as much as you, you may not realize, but I do spend a lot of time thinking, now, how am I going to say this? Where he going to be able to catch it? Because because I'm telling you, if I see in just an ounce of emotion, it's like, I, can, I can't even get the word out. He already knows I'm emotional, but just by my face. <laughs> so, so I really, I try to, uh, you know, just kind of pray, God, okay, give me the words that, that, that he understands. Not that I understand, but words that he can understand. That's good. All right, so, so and the whole thing is, we're, we're trying to, move towards effective communication. So effective communication is, <laughs> it's real communication, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's a communication that produces results, right? And effective communication is the ability to clearly transmit. So the ability, ability to clearly transmit. So you might be transmitting, but it might not be clear, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, to be truly, Transmit, I'm sorry, and fully absorb thoughts, views, and convictions of another. So clearly transmit and fully absorb the thoughts, views, and convictions of another. So, so sometimes we're so focused on the right fight. Like, well, I know I'm right, but the goal is for a person to hear you, mm -hmm. to absorb the information. Mm -hmm. And the only way they're going to absorb it is if you clearly transmit it. So sometimes we can be, uh, I was talking to a, a gentleman this week, and I was, I was saying sometimes if you're, if you're overly reverential, you might not even complete a thought. You ever talked and you had a whole lot of thoughts, mm -hmm. but what came out was three of them. Right. But you thought, you, you, you're looking at the person like, how come you don't understand? Well, you didn't say everything. Right. Like you, you, we need the other pieces <laughs> to understand, but you, you mm. rushed the conversation because you were so either fearful or reverential to the situation. The person never heard none of what you said. Then you'll come back with this. Instead of saying, I didn't completely say what I said. Mm -hmm. You'll come back with, well, that's not what I meant. 
almost like they're at fault because you meant something that you didn't say. Mm-hmm. How could they? They didn't get the information. <laughs> or you thought you said. Right, you right. You thought yeah. you said because you, you thought it, thought it in but never mind. conveyed it. Right. Right? That's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. See, what, see what the amen is here. All right, so, so, so to start this out, communication has to be uh, genuine. And so genuine communication is you're, you're fully expressing, you got to commit to what you're saying. You got to own it, right? So it's, it's vulnerable, and you're being transparent and vulnerable in its communication. Now, one might say, well, every time I'm talking, I'm like that, but sometimes we're not. Like we're, ah, well, I'm going to throw this out there, see how they, how they respond to this. But I'm holding back all the information that can help me understand or help them understand. So I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. And then based on how you believe they're going to respond, then you, you flip it later. And so the person is never, you got to own it. You got to be willing to look bad. All right, you got, hey, this is what, I just want to throw out what I'm thinking. Now we can have, we talk about a lot. I said, babe, hey, I just need, give me the, the scratch. Give me the, 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 the junk. Give me the scar, give me the flawed, just throw it out there, just throw out all the pieces, and then now let hear my response, but don't hear my response if something's wrong with you. Hear my response is this is my response to all the pieces. Now, you shared something, you heard my response, let's talk it through now. Mm. As opposed to taking every opposition or difference of opinion as you're wrong. So now you go on defense, when the person's not saying you're wrong, they're given an alternate perspective. In the early years, she was like, well, this is just how I feel. I said, well, you just heard how I feel. Now let's talk it through. But, but, but again, one person may be more of a, a strong, stronger communication than the other. You had a thought. I do. Um, and so that's important when you talked about just really being vulnerable enough to share how you really feel. You know, a lot of times we feel it, but we don't say it. And so what happens is wisdom is always like hovering, trying to land on solutions. And so, you know, the thing is, the thing is, uh, you have to actually be willing and able to communicate and be vulnerable enough and be transparent enough to give what really is the issue. Because here's the thing, you cannot, look, look, I put down here, because uh, if you don't do it, you'll be correcting a lie. You'll, you, like, you'll be trying to fix a lie. The, the scripture says you shall know the truth. And the truth And the truth it. is how you're free. Mm-hmm. Free from the confusion and the misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. In Psalm, David says, hey, God, you require truth in the inward, inward part. If you want somebody to understand you, that's the part they need to hear. That's A lot of times people don't really hear fully how you actually feel about the situation. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Because you're, you're looking for a safe zone. Mm-hmm. Well, once I find, so, so what do you think? Well, no, tell me how you feel. No, just communicate mm-hmm. where you are mm-hmm. and let's walk through it. What's not exposed can't be helped. You hear that all the time um, from us. That's our, our foundation for counseling when people come into counseling. We're like, so, and, and, and know why that's the foundation? Because you live through that foundation throughout your life. It's just when you're in church or you're around marriage and stuff like that, we change it up. But when you go to the doctor, you can't lie on that form. You know, have you had any venereal diseases? You can't go, I don't know. Because that could be the cause of your symptoms. Mm-hmm. You know, have you smoked in the last... Now, you might come to church and say you don't smoke at all. 
But you can't say that on that form, can you? Because that tobacco could be the cause of the symptoms. The last time you've done any recreational drugs. Now you've been hiding it from everybody, but you can't hide it from, from this stranger when you went into their office, right? So that's the first level. That's only one level of exposure, just filling out a form. But guess what? When you go in that back room, okay, now I need you to strip down all your clothes. If you have a problem in your groin area, you can't just take off your shirt. Guess what? Your groin area is your business too. You know how you tell everybody, I I'm private. This is my business. I don't want people to know my business. You go into the doctor, you don't even know them. You know the people in church more than you know the people in the doctor. Mm -hmm. But guess what? I guarantee you, you're going to strip down. I don't care if you haven't done tummy tucks that day. All that belly coming out. <laughs> right? Now, 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 I'm not even going to get into the whole gynecologist thing because to me, I'm thank God. I, I never even understood. I don't even understand that. <laughs> but, but hey, God bless you. But guess what? You have been trained for transparency and vulnerability because mm -hmm. you got to expose yourself. I'm not trying to be graphic. I'm saying, yeah. why? Because if you don't, they can't help you. If you got a problem in your groin and you take off your shirt, Guess what? The area that they have to diagnose is not in your shoulder. You can't just expose what you want to expose. Mm -hmm. You got to be totally exposed. That's good. That's the same thing when you come before spiritual doctors. <laughs> right? When you come before God, you got to be, look, the, the sacrifices of God are broken and contrite heart. You got to display the cracks. That's what sincere means. Sincerity is displaying the cracks. It's, you know, you know, in the European cultures, they would, well, a lot of times what they would do is they would try to uh, plug in or smooth over the cracks, you know, to say that there's nothing wrong with this vase, but they didn't realize they were diminishing its value because its value was the cracks. Our value is the cracks that we be trying to hide. Right? Does that make sense? You have a thought there? No, I, I think that's big because, you know, if the truth be made known, we all have thoughts. We all have thoughts. Plenty of them. Plenty of them. But the thoughts are oftentimes are not shared. But the thoughts that we actually hold, okay, so we're talking about communication, right? And we're talking yes, about being vulnerable and transparent. Well, if you do not share those thoughts, y'all, it just, it comes out in our behavior. So we think that, well, I ain't really telling them what I'm really thinking, but guess what? It comes out in your demeanor. It comes out how you handle the person. And so ultimately, it does show. But we be thinking, because you be, you, 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 you look at the person, you be like, something's funky about you. You know, you got, you, something's, what, what's going on? Nothing. Now you know, good doggone well, something's going on. Because you've been thinking about certain things for a long time. So the thoughts that you have in your mind if it's causing a division in your relationships, you really need to share it because honestly, remember I talked about there's wisdom there. Now here's the thing, a lot of people are afraid to share what's in their mind because of fear. Fear if the person can't handle what's in my mind. Because you know, we get What defensiveness you don't want. Mm -hmm. you, you, a lot of y'all don't, you know, a lot of people don't like confrontation, but don't look at confrontation as a fight. Right. You know, well, a fight, or striving, look at it as a, uh, you could look at it as a fight, a fight for agreement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you gotta ask yourself, is it worth it? So, so you gotta get through, it, it'd be wonderful is every response we ever had in our life was pleasant. Like, you know, we said something, everybody was like, 
That's wonderful. I came at you crazy, didn't I? Thank you for sharing that. I love hearing every time I do something that I really didn't want to do and make people feel bad. Tell me more. It doesn't work that way. We had a conversation, and my wife was like, well, your face. I said, I'm human. I said, I react to things. First of all, I'm a character, so I got all types. Jay, really? Jay's over there going, oh, yeah, bro, you are a character. I'm glad you recognize that. But, but <laughs> you should have seen his face. That, like, hey, amen. Remember the video? Watch how you bop your head. Right, so. But a lot of people are thinking it. Right, right, exactly. Now he just outwardly he, showed it, but a lot of people are thinking hey, it. Man, you are a character. <laughs> and, and I do. I have faces, like, but we, we talk through it. And for me, all you can do is ask me, but don't assume what my face is thinking. They're like so, so. So sometimes it's something. If I if I see something, I'm like that don't make sense. Now I can't see how I look, but the reaction is almost like, dude, like, am I stupid? But I'm not thinking a person's stupid. I'm just like, that don't make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't mean we can't make sense of it. You understand what I'm saying? So you know, but. And so we, we talked, and she said, babe, you've made these faces. I said, you know, we both characters, right? I said, we just react differently to each other's faces. We, trust me, some of y'all need to bop your head. Pastor Mel's a character, too. Look, look, got, got one for Blanca over there. We got <laughs> she had that look like. <laughs> All right, so, 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 so this whole communication thing takes patience. You know, mm -hmm. It's what we call in, in counseling and stuff like that, patient communication. So one of the keys to having effective communication is patient communication. So, so the scripture says this. Now, even God has to be patient in communication. Mm -hmm. Isaiah 118, he said, let us reason together. Mm -hmm. now, now, what that's saying is, he said, hey, 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 state your case. Now, think about this. God is uh, omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. All-powerful, everywhere. Guess what? All-knowing. So he already, look, all y'all to think y'all smart. I can tell you somebody that's smart. God mm -hmm. knows everything. Mm -hmm. But guess what? It's willing to say, hey, you can state your case. Now you would think God would have one of my faces like, are we serious right now? But God knows. God is like, go ahead, state your case. Mm -hmm. Even though he knows <laughs> the answer. He's like, I want to hear your angle and let's talk it through so you can get to my understanding. Mm -hmm. Isaiah 118. So that's what we're doing in conversation, what we do or what everybody, hey, state your case. Sometimes because people are second guessing themselves, if you ask them questions, they, they're like, okay, you're trying to bust me out. No, I'm, I'm giving you an opportunity to state your case. Mm -hmm. Instead of me jump, jumping to the conclusion that I may have in my head, I mean, let me hear what you got to say. And then if you say something that doesn't make sense, then I'm going to ask you another question. Okay, so are you saying this? Are you saying that? Before I tell you my conclusion. I want to hear all that you have to say, and I'm and I and I don't care how long it takes. Don't don't say don't say nothing. I knew she's about to jump in. Yeah, he don't care. It could be to four in the morning. He gonna <laughs> he. But but patient communication is what uh, we shared this in uh, premarital with the uh, Andersons talking it through. Remember remember uh, talking it through. Y'all remember talking it through, don't you? <laughs> You know, you got to talk it through, but a lot of times we don't want to, especially if you, you, you see the road is going, because some of y'all are geniuses. 
you already see where this is going. Mm -hmm. You emotionally jump the gun, and then at, as you, as as things start going, you say, "Uh oh, yep. we about to go to where I'm going to discover I need to change something." So now you you shut down the conversation conveniently at that point. <laughs> but you got to talk it through, even if the the end result is you have to see something you don't want to see. Go ahead. You have a thought there? <laughs> you didn't have a thought? You, you thought about something? Well, no, I was well, just thinking. What, I, you, got, you got a testimony? No. <laughs> <laughs> I got a testimony. Well, well, we can get to it because yeah. you, you had a thought down here. I so do. we can yeah. we can, uh, we can get to that. All right, so I gave you Isaiah 118 and then, of course, Romans 2.7. It talks about patient continuance. Mm -hmm. so, you, so to continue, you would have to be patient. And this is not just husband and wife. Uh, mother and father like first of all some of y'all sons have to understand your mothers have never been sons mm -hmm. some of y'all sons have to realize your mothers have never been sons they've never been young men they've never been little boys yeah. so you got to help them to help you you got to be patient but your thought is you tripping no they're not just tripping they, they have no clue of what you're processing through. So you got to help them to help you. Vice versa, you have to realize your sons have never been mothers. And we can flip it. Daughters have to realize fathers have never been daughters. Mm -hmm. Right? Fathers have to realize daughters have never been fathers or young men. And so that puts us in a humble position where we have to listen to each other. We have to talk through our processes. Like, I've never been a woman, ever. So I had to learn a whole lot. <laughs> and I've never met, been a man. Like before, seriously, so like, and, and, and we've talked about it before, but y'all may think I was crazy, but I, I didn't get the whole you need stockings thing because guys be rotating their socks. I feel you just rotate your stockings. Like, what's the big deal? You know, I mean, I know y'all probably don't even wear stockings now. You know, I'm trying to get hip to what everybody doing, but it's just two different designs. So I spent a lot of time studying and researching and, and listening to discover what I don't know. I know how to be me, but I don't know how to flow all the time with her. And every year, I gotta revisit because now we had another year and there's a new discovery. Mm -hmm. Like it ain't over, it ain't never over, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Jeanette said amen with her head nod over there, <laughs> right? Right, so, yeah. so, 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 so that's, that's kind of important. This, this is what I, I, I wanted to share because when we're not patient, sometimes we rush to be right or prove we're not wrong. And so now we're not going to be patient in the conversation because I'm, I'm trying to hurry up so I could be right because I don't like being wrong. Mm -hmm. Or I'm trying to hurry up to prove I'm not wrong. But I'm not listening and I'm not willing to settle down and have this exchange. Mm -hmm. And I might discover I don't know what I'm talking about. I might discover I jumped the gun. That's all of us, right? So, so it's going to take a lot of patience. You know, you have to be patient enough to talk it through. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be the biggest challenge I think that we all deal with is being uh, patient. Um, because if you were to be honest with yourself, if you're in the heat of a conversation, you're actually just sitting there waiting for the person to finish. You ain't listening to nothing they're saying. You just, matter of fact, you're, you're like... <laughs> Man, I can't wait till they stop talking. I mean, you and, and, and the thing about it is, oh, and if you get somebody like him, oh, my God. Because the thing he going to say is, 
because what did you just hear me say? Just like what y'all, what, what we get here, I get that at home. So, so tell me, what did you hear me say? Now, he done said 15, 20 things, and I'm thinking to myself, I can't even remember one of them. I mean, <laughs> and you asked me, what did you hear me say? But he does that, I think, so that I could lock in. So a couple of times I said, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write it down. But he was going too fast. You know how you, how you go too fast. And so, but he's a very exhaustive thinker. And so, you know, um, I have been trying to train my mind to lock in on, even if, it's, if he's got 15 things, I'm going to lock in on two or three good things. I just, I just, <laughs> I just take notes because we told y'all last week, we both are yeah, we're, we're pretty we're serious. Exhaustive. We're pretty we're, serious communicators. Yes. So I, so. It may look like I'm so patient, but I'm just taking notes. If, uh, well, one, most of the time I'm taking notes in my head. I do have a good recall. Mm -hmm. But if I don't think I'm going to recall it, like if it, if it starts to, well, oh, it's, it's a little beyond my recall, I just take notes. Yeah. Because I want that person to complete their thought. Yeah. Now, sometimes, you know, if you get someone like him, <laughs> say, or me, some, someone like him or me. No, like no, You said it right no, the I'm first saying, time. No, I'm saying it respectfully <laughs> uh, because, uh, you know, I could, I'm slow. At, at following a lot of the things he says. So you may have someone, you may be like me, where it takes a little while to process everything that's been said. Um, you you understand good. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, so, you know. Uh, um, so you'll stop me. I'll, I'll stop him and I'll say, now I don't know if any of y'all have ever done this, the, slow, the people that are slower in processing. You might say, okay, but now what are we talking about? <laughs> Cause I don't forgot where we are at. I'm like, which what? sometimes can make it no, worse. No, seriously. Because then I'm gonna go back to, from from the start from to start, finish. And it took us. And then that that's going to pile on the overwhelming. It took us a whole half hour to get that out. So now I'm like, oh man, I just can you just give me a little bit, just a little teeny uh, synopsis of what you were talking about. And then if you break it down too too much, it's almost it's like beat. what you trying to say? I'm stupid. Yeah. Like because I didn't remember all this, you know. Yeah, because I'm making my point. So I can tell you where I started. We started here. We talked about this last week, Friday. I'm, I'm just playing around, but well, not really. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get into some. Uh, uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time with it, but you have to have proper timing. You know, proper timing. You know, you know, persons on the roll. They got a lot of things going on. You don't have the undivided attention. That's not the healthy time to talk for. Parents, kids, husbands, the person ain't paying you no mind. You know, like, so you really want to study their habits and find a proper time. And if there is no time, you have to sort of like you have to do with your, your dentist, your doctor, whatever, you have to schedule appointments. Mm. <laughs> you know, so just to make sure you got this person's undivided attention. And if you, if you have a schedule where there's always things going on, now, just like with a doctor's appointment, you have to make time. Right? You just have to make time. Mm -hmm. Um, but let's get into some catchable language, you know. So, you know, when you're communicating, it's all, you know, sometimes where we talked about this the other day, we have a good thought in a package of razor blades. So, so you think about something, you get, give somebody a package, you have a great present, but it's in razor blades, so they got to cut themselves to even get to it. So a lot of times we have a great thought, but we're packaging it wrong, right? And you know, you normally can find out how you're packaging because the person will tell you. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of times we're not listening to what them, they're telling us about the package. We're trying to go right to, I know my content is right, right? And not understanding how we're packing this. But the thing is we have to make it catchable. 
Um, the scripture talks about uh, a soft answer uh, quenches wrath because that's the right package. Uh, wisdom from above is first peaceable, first pure, then peaceable, easy to be entreated, so it's easy for the person to absorb, without partiality and full of mercy. James chapter 3, verse 17. So you can tell when it's wisdom because it's easy for the person to absorb. You can tell when it's too emotional or too logical when you get snapback. So you want to, you know, solid communication is centered in wisdom. Taking the right information and packaging it in wisdom. Right? And packaging it in wisdom. So that's, it, it's, it's, it's so important. Like, and, and the example we always give is, you know, as little Tatum was running around here. So if I was throwing the football to his dad, I could throw a rifle to his dad, he can catch it. But I'm not throwing the football to little Tatum, like, here, Tatum, catch. Well, because I want him to catch it. So what do we normally do? Here, Tatum, we'll throw it underhand. Like, I got him, uh, I still got him, but I got him some gifts, uh, some balls, but I didn't get him something that would be hard for him to, to secure, right? And so communication is the same way. You have to communicate it where a person can receive it. When I, when I first got to college to play basketball, coming from the street, I was taught, if it hits your hands, you should catch it. So if it touch your hands, you should catch it. So when I got to college, that's how I thought. So I throw passes through, I was throwing passes through like five people. If it touch your hands, I had his face, man, should have caught it. And the coach pulled me to the side, he said, Keith, it's your job to make the pass catchable. He said, some people have poor recognition. So you gotta throw a bounce pass so they're here to bounce and then they can see the ball. If you throw it to them straight, It'll surprise them. He said, some people, you could throw hot. You could throw hot, they can catch anything. I had a guy, he, he catched anything you threw any type of way. He says, but we had, we had a guy that had, had, we call him soft hands. He had bad hands. So I had to dribble, penetrate, get all the way to the basket, and lay it out for him to, catch, to get it. So all he had to do was get it in his hands and he could make the layup. But it's my responsibility of what touch or what velocity I put on the pass. Same thing with communication. Different people receive different, so you have to package it different. Do you want to be right or you want to be heard? So, so, so you have the right information. If nobody hears it, they're still misunderstanding. But sometimes we go, I know I'm right. Well, I use me. For years, I'd be like, well, I know I was right. Was I right? And then I walk away. I mean, be friends. I'd be like, well, it was right, so they just had to figure it out. But they ain't understand. We still ain't on the same page. So now I had to I had to learn how to how to package it in wisdom. You had a thought there. So I want to talk a little bit about our uh, oh let's just say this foul language. <laughs> foul language. Now some people are like, <gasps> you mean people are cursing in church? Yes. <laughs> I was one of them. I actually was I cursed cursing in church well not in church oh. but I mean I, you know I was in church a Christian and I cursed outside of the church wall <laughs> um, um, I used to curse y'all like a sailor I'm talking f-bombs bees everything you name it I, I said it yes I cursed more in curse than I did in regular English that's how bad it was 
That's seriously, that's how bad it was. <laughs> and so when I get when I came to the Lord, I knew something someone right with that. I was like, oh, this ain't good. And then on top of that, you know, from time to time it would slip out in in, in the presence of a, a saint. <laughs> so can you imagine? I knew I needed to change right away. So, but here's the thing. Uh, think about it. See, the the society they have normalized cursing. You can't even watch a good show or a good movie without cursing. In fact, there, there's good movies. Or good comedy. Good comedies. It's got cursing. cursing. It's got. You're already funny. <clears throat> it's got the you know the women dressing all like now they got the men too, y'all. They, they ain't just the women now. Now the men with Stay no with the shirts. Curse. Stay with the curse. Oh, I'm, saying, I'm coming back to the person. I'm just saying. So, <laughs> so, but society has accepted that foul language as normal. And so we think that, hey, what are, what's the big deal? What, you know, it's no big deal in, in, in cursing. Um, but when you really think about it, do you see any curse words in the Bible? When you think about it, I'm saying, what, you, okay, I'm not talking about I saw one, like hell. Hell is in the Bible. <laughs> what did you say? Oh, yeah, oh, that's, you know, yeah. But I'm just saying, y'all know the language y'all talking about. Now, I'm not talking about. No, no F-bombs. You don't see any of that. So really what it says to me is the devil's language. It's the devil's language. And I'm, I'm going to say some things here in terms of a scripture that will back up some of the stuff I'm talking about. When you, when you spew out a curse word, it, think about it curse word you're you're speaking a curse out think about it when you say something that's a curse word it's associated to something that's demeaning it's associated to something that you can't stand you don't like you know when a person calls somebody a bee guess what they, it's not like oh you're a wonderful bee well although now <laughs> actually right now they're actually calling each other bees but do you see how they try to desensitize that thing you, you see what I'm saying? So the, that's the enemy uses curse words, y'all, to to really curse people, like put curses on people. Because you stare by the words of your mouth. But here's the thing. It's even deeper than that because the curse words is coming from a thought. So when you start to think these thoughts, then out of the mouth, the abundance of the heart, yeah, out, out of the mouth, the abundance of the heart speaks. And so when you start to speak those things out, and you will be snared by the words of your mouth, is what the scripture says. Not only that, but you'll be accounted for every idle word that you say. So what I started to do, I said, okay, now I know I gotta change. I gotta change this cursing. And um, I, I, what I need to do is every time when I say a curse word, I gotta number one, be aware. Because sometimes you could be so caught up in it, so, so deep into it, you're not even aware you say a curse word. You're not even aware of your surroundings when you say a curse word. You'll say it in front of somebody and be like, oh, I forgot. I, I'm not supposed to do it there. I mean, <laughs> I'm telling you, that happens. It happened to me over and over. So I had to come up with some, some thoughts like, God, help me with this thing, because I'm not trying to you know, curse people out. Um, <laughs> um, but, but, but we got to start really paying attention to it, uh, because that is, the devil is, it's like his vocabulary and he's a he's using us to assist him in getting what he wants out by using our mouth and you know life and death I mean it's powerful our, our words 
we have to challenge ourselves about cursing. The scripture says, actually in Ephesians 4.29, it says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. So does the curse word edify? No. Edifying that it may minister what? Grace unto the hearers. Uh, also, uh, let's see, Colossians 3.8 says, uh, but now you also put off all these. Now it's telling us what to put off. It says anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man. The scripture says you're a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Even your language has to become new. It says... Uh, and have put off, or put on, I'm sorry, the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. And then the last scripture I wanted to say is uh, Psalms 19:14. This is what I used, okay? Ask the Lord to help you, number one. Ask the <clears throat> Lord to help you. Repent when you do it, okay? Every time when you curse a word, repent. God, this is not pleasing in your sight. I repent for saying that word. Colossians uh, 3, when I already read that, I'm Psalm sorry. 19. Psalms 19, 14 says, um, it says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Is a curse word acceptable in his sight? No. No. Um, oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So I want to put, God want us to highlight that because even though we're in church, a lot of times people don't think that church folks don't curse, but they do. At home, they're cursing up a storm. And so God wants to highlight that because that's not talked about often, if you think about it. And so when you curse, you are actually spewing words out there that is demeaning, that, you know, um, uh, is, is the devil's language. We don't want the devil's language. We want God's language. We want the words of God coming out of our mouth, not the words of Satan. And so we have to understand how powerful that is. So really, y'all, I'm telling you, God, look, I'm a witness. He can if he can change me, he can change anybody in this room. I'm telling you, because I'm telling you, I was like, every word came out of my mouth was a curse word. But I knew enough to know that it was not pleasing to God. And so I'm saying this not to condemn you, but to awaken you, you know, because you are snared by the words of your mouth. And so you, and you definitely don't want to be cursing your kids out. Here's the other thing. You don't want to be using God's word or name in vain. You know, there's, there's about four things that, that, that really, uh, when we curse, we kind of uh, demean, like under, undermine the power of these words. Jesus, Christ. Um, it could be um, uh, hell and heaven. Those four, you can, you can undermine the power of those words by using it in the wrong way. So, you know, uh, Jesus Christ, you know, when, when you, in fact, the scripture says, don't take his name out of vain, or uh, what's the word? Um, you said. Use his name in vain. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what do we say? You know, Jesus Christ. Like somebody messed over you or, or made you mad. Jesus Christ. Well, that's, that's not bringing glory to God, right? Uh, you know, there's, there's other one. 
you know, oh, uh, what's, what's the word? Um, uh, you going to hell or go to hell. Lord, forgive me for cursing. See, I feel convicted even just saying that. Lord, please, but think about go to, you know, how many people say, oh, just go to. Well, hell is a real place. And we can't be undermining what hell is. Uh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> I mean, I'm just putting them out there. You know, sometimes we can use God's word in vain. And so they, those words have meaning. Jesus is a, a meaningful word. Christ, he's, Jesus is the Christ. The Christ means the anointed one and his anointing, right? But to, you know, we, we, we stub our, uh, our foot, you know, Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> we really want to say something else. So I'm just saying, we got to really, really watch what we say because we are snared by the words of our mouth and cursing, y'all, is not becoming of a saint. And so we, we got to, I, I, you know, encourage you to just try, try to uh, embrace this, what I'm saying, because I'm telling you it's, it's not good. Okay. And, she, and, you know, she said out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, Matthew 12. And the thing is what you absorb. If you, you're absorbing that stuff so much, yeah. um, when you squeeze what's in, you're going to come out of you. Mm -hmm. That's just a, a reality when you squeeze what's in you come out of you so mm -hmm. um, it's not for you to be condemned but right. conviction is good because now you're measuring hey I'm going to have to adjust what I put in me mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying like I'm going to have to shift so you know as I was growing I was like man I thought I got rid of that okay that means I have to feed myself more word you know, you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. you know because like you know I, I just stubbed my toe the other day cursing wasn't even a consideration you know, so when you do that, you you know, you just get a gauge of where you are. And I get the I get the the line that we excuse ourselves from growing by saying no one's perfect, but you're not allowing your kids to say that to you, are you? You're requiring things of your kids all the time, but if your kids just say, Hey, 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 I know the room's not clean, but nobody's perfect. Mm. I know I didn't do my chores, but nobody's perfect. Mm -hmm. I didn't do my homework. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> nobody's perfect, right? You see what I'm saying? Like, you notice that we, we require. Let's <laughs> talk about beating their kids. Okay. All right. So, so <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, we, 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 we have a, a zero tolerance for some things. But then when, when the standard is placed on you to grow beyond mastering getting the room clean or taking out the garbage or doing the chores, like, like since you got that mastered, you think your growth is over. No, it's not over. You just the, the same measure you meet is measured back to you. Same standard that you're establishing for them is established for you. So you you have to grow in your particular area. So we have to grow in our particular area. Let's get into assertiveness because um, of our time. But uh, I so so again, we're going to talk about assertiveness and active listening. We might not get to active listening today, but besides catchable language in in every conversation. There's, there's a person that's affected who normally is going to operate in a level of assertiveness. That means just speaking the truth in love. Or there's a person that's on the receiving end to get the information that's required to actively listen. So we're going to hit assertiveness for right now. So assertiveness, it's, it's, uh, it's sharing the effect. A lot of times, 
we share with people the results of the effect. So let's say if somebody uh, was thoughtless in, in, in any, could have been parent, could have been, you know, a parent the other day, probably wasn't thinking too well on their son had a game. That's a whole nother story. I'm sorry. I almost digress. But, but, but let's just say parent or spouse, you know, you really want to do something or really want to spend some time and they're caught up in the game or whatever. Well, it affected you a certain way. Right? So you want to share the effect. One of the, the first things we learned in premarital, we had a, it was a short session, but I do remember this. The example the pastor gave was he says, okay, you really want to watch the game. The game comes on in five minutes. You're 10 minutes away. So you rushing home, rushing home, getting the house, breaking the house. Soon as you get in the house, run right to the TV and turn on the game because you really wanted to see the game. Well, the wife comes downstairs and goes off. You come in here and you watch the TV. The TV is more important and the game is more important than us. Well, that's an argument right there. So he said, okay, let's flip it. The wife comes downstairs and says, well, when you come in the, and you turn on the TV first, this is how it affects me. So now you give the, the person the opportunity to go, oh, I wouldn't even think like that. My bad. You know, as opposed to, so you're expressing the effect as opposed to jumping to the conclusion of accusatory. So accusatory language is not, expressive language is always better than accusatory language. So if you just run, if you jump to an accusation, look for an argument. Because, the, and that's normally what, we're not trying to be evil, but our, we, are, we feel we're affected and we go right to telling the person why they committed the act that affect us, affected us. Well, they could defend that all day. You know why? Because they wasn't thinking what you was thinking. They were, the behavior is dead on it. But why they performed the behavior, you might have to discover from them. Right? That's real good. So that's, a, that's, that's assertiveness. Hey, when you, so, so, so when we've been in situations where, so I, I'm going to use the one example. Uh, we were uh, coming from a grocery store. And so, we, so I, I bought something. I bought a, a, a music card. Yeah, music card. So we get out of the grocery store. She says, uh, you smell that food? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think it's coming from over such and such. You know, I just answered the question, get in the car. No, I went to open a car door. She says, well, if you didn't get that music card, we can go get some, we can go, we could have went out to dinner. So I, so I heard it, and I probably have one of my faces like, huh? And so, so I let her in the car, but when I walked around the car, I'm thinking about what she said the whole time. And when I got in the car, I said, so I said, like, <laughs> I said, I said, why did you say we could have if I didn't get in the music car? Like, why did you present a contrast? You never asked if we can go to dinner. I said, so, I said, so, what about asking if we can go to dinner? And if I said, no, we can't go to dinner because I just bought a music card. You know what I'm saying? Then, you know, and she says, you know what? She says, that, that, that's, you know, I never looked at it that way. You know, I mean, we end up having a good conversation at, um, after that, but it was, it was, instead of sharing, see, I shared the effect. I didn't go right into, see, all you doing is trying to be mean, this, that, and the other. I didn't even get into that. I was just like, hey, so when you share, I said, was you trying to crush me? Well, what was your goal there? And she says, babe, I just, uh, I didn't think we had the money 
So we talked it through. She's like, I ain't think we had money. So I figured if I presented, hey, you got the music card, so it should be okay to go to dinner. I was like, it was okay to go to dinner anyway. <laughs> we didn't need to present the contrast. You remember? Oh, no, no, no. I remember mm -hmm. uh, very well. <laughs> so, but I do want to say this. What I learned about myself, what I did learn, because that wasn't just the only incident. Trust me. There was a lot more uh, that we probably don't have time to even talk about, but... Uh, the, the reason why I did that a lot is because I was insecure with uh, asking or sharing what I desire. You know, when you grow up in a household that is lack, you don't want to bother nobody. You don't want to ask, you know, Mama, I need lunch money, or Daddy, you know, can you give me this, can you give me that? Because you know how tight it is. And so you grow up with that mindset and so now I'm in a covenant with my husband, and he's, you know, he's a type, he's a very benevolent person, but I'm operating through the lenses of we don't have enough. So then I found I try to find ways to not make him feel bad, you know, because we don't have enough, you know. And so I'll just be instead of being honest and say, hey, I would love to go to dinner today. I was just I would find reasons why I can't go to dinner and present that in hopes that he would say, oh no, we got enough to go to dinner today. But the presentation is almost like, like I created a, some type of, yeah, some type of yeah, deficit or something. Exactly. And I, I don't even know what's going on. He don't like, even was, know what's going like, on. And then what I had told her is I said, babe, think <laughs> about it, you, you're, you're rarely ever, well, I, I don't think you, you are ever, but. Denied. I, you, it might be, I might have a blind spot, so it might be something I haven't seen. But I said, you rarely ever rejected from anything. So I was like, so but why I are you know going through what, all this? That's why I know, y'all, it's coming from a place. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's something that I have to, I'm, even today, I'm st it was something uh, that happened just recently, seemed like it. And uh, so, I, so uh, I, what, you remember? Go ahead. No, you no, go, no ahead. go ahead. Go no, ahead, share. I don't remember. No, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> no, I don't. You're thinking, wait a minute, this is the show. So no, you're I, thinking. Wasn't, I wasn't thinking. I was just like, it probably was. I was just, that, that's what I was thinking. Oh, I was okay. Like, probably was. Yeah, no. yeah, of course. <laughs> Um, but but y'all, we're it's, not totally delivered, is what no, is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I was trying to communicate. I am still working on that. I really am. I'm still working on that. Like I am. It's okay to receive. That's you know. That's a big issue for givers. Givers have a hard time receiving. That's true. And the thing about it is, God always give to the giver because you know, really what he wants to do is, as he gives, he wants us to be able to release. Mm -hmm. But we have a hard time receiving. And so now God wants to use us, but we're rejecting the seed and everything he's trying to give us to give to somebody else. So it's bigger than just my own personal thing, like I don't want nobody to think, you know, I'm some kind of way or, no, it's bigger than that. This, this is soil, I'm soil. So if someone gives to me, I, they're given into good soil, right? To produce what a harvest so i have to see myself as soil otherwise i'll reject every seed to try to come to me and and so we gotta we gotta why did i get there yeah you're just and, talking about that oh yeah the, the actual yeah. the actual example you're but, sharing. but but i'm just telling you i am working still on being vocal and sharing how i really feel about anything especially when it comes to i need something I need something. And women are very um, sensitive to, to just speak out what they need to their husbands because they either they know that the, the money or whatever is tight, 
So they don't even want to put it on the table because now, you know, it's going to, they're going to feel like you're putting pressure on the husband. And, and so sometimes you'll. Or in some cases, the yeah, husband you won't, is so focused on how he's doing with his res with the resources mm -hmm. that you almost uh, uh uh he's being inconsiderate so right so let's move on all right so 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 part of that is uh sharing how you feel versus forming an assumption or attacking because of how you feel mm -hmm. so sharing how you feel versus um again forming an assumption mm -hmm. or attacking based on how you feel because sometimes we'll just read the bible says speak the truth in love in Ephesians 4:15, so so it's it's the truth in love, and and we have to get to a place where that's that's just a healthy part of our life. But it's kind of like I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, blow it off, and then we're not designed to store stuff. And eventually, mm -hmm. when it comes out, it explodes out. Oh, it's coming out. Mm -hmm. Just to let you know. Mm -hmm. If that, that truth is coming out, it, it even though you 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 kid yourself to think you can store it, but when it comes out, it comes out later and greater. And it doesn't come out in the right package because now you feel you've reached the limit and you're exploding out. So now the person is reacting to the explosion and they're not really hearing the content of what you have to say. Right? And then you're, you know, again, I know we, you may justify the explosion because you say, you say you had enough, but you're still not heard. And you could have said it in the moment, in the moment, hey, when you did this, I thought about this. When you did this, I thought about that. And it's tough. I know we haven't been taught this. You know, I, I'm I'm not from a family. Like we still got secrets in Newark. Like I ain't now. Ain't nobody nobody talked about it to this day. And I've had some conversations with some elders where, or parents or uncles, whatever. And people snap. I'm like, okay, well this conversation is over. I'm not gonna finish this one. I might get knocked out. Um, but I'm, you know, truth and 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 talking things through. Um, it's just it's really important because you have to be willing to address the pink elephants um, mm. the uncomfortable behavior you and know yes yeah, good so 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 I'm gonna let you jump in here in a second but the uh you know even if it's like some of sometimes we just have habits you know you have couples sometimes a person is used to flirting been flirting their whole life the 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 spouse can't stand it but they ain't never said nothing but but the person is dealing with the wrath of the flirt. Why don't you just talk about it? This is this is how this affects me, right? What's the wrath? Can, can you well, the wrath is you know, a person is snapping on you, getting bothered, uneasy. Now the, the person, because we have a rule. The rule is, and I do this at church too. Maybe they're not aware. I go into every situation. Maybe they're not aware. So I ask a question. Because I go, man, that, that, that was insensitive, that put me in a bad place, put me in a tough position. So I'll go in and ask questions like, okay, what's your thought process behind doing this? Okay, when you do that, what do you think the effect is on the person you're talking to or an effect is on me as the audience or the person that's with you? And then, and then they may go, I never thought about that. Or they may go, I don't care. Well, then I'm a little more justified to be upset if you don't care. But I'll give that person an opportunity. I'll say, okay, now when you do that, this is how it affects me. I mean, and, and, and man, forget me being uncomfortable or embarrassed. I remember we was, uh, I used to bring her into the corrections. And so corrections, all guys, right? <laughs> Playing off of lust like 24-7. <laughs> 
and don't know how to handle a simple thing like hi and a smile. So I was like, babe. I smile all the time. I said, babe, listen. <laughs> I was like, babe, I appreciate you coming in here, and I appreciate you're so wonderful and welcoming. I said, but you can't roll like that in here. I said, because you're going to put me in a situation where I'm going to check one of these kids. I said, so, so, so I need you not to be naive and understand. Even if we would go around the athletes, they thought every high was, yeah, she liked me. I was like, so now I got to. This, now, now, now y'all might think this is, this, well, it is funny. But, but you may, look at it this way. You may think flirting is innocent. <laughs> I've just been flirting all my life, all my time. But you lead the wrong person on. Okay, okay, so I'm a guy from a different culture, so this is not all guys. But in my culture, because I was going to get into the pink elephant of how, how, how you dress. So a lot of times if you, don't, if, you, if you dress a certain way, in the culture that I'm from, and it's not just my culture, uh, you saying something to me. One, you saying you're available. You just told me that there's a vacancy. Without saying a word. Without saying a word. Because where I'm from, if you didn't want me to talk to you, then don't dress like that. If you didn't want to talk to me, then don't talk to me this way. You've just invited me in. Or if you don't want me to look at if, if you. Yeah, if you don't want me to look at you, don't talk to Because I remember one time a guy, uh, I saw a guy looking. I was, this is this before we got married. I said, what you looking at? He said, at that. <laughs> And then I thought about it, I was like, well, he got a point, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like what am I going to say? You know, like, and so, but, some, but in this culture, in this culture, people take it a step further. So they'll, they'll speak to you or talk to you inappropriately. Now, I, I, I tell her, I told her back in the day, I got to check him. But, it, but if you didn't present yourself that way, you saved me a whole lot of trouble of having to put myself in a situation where... The man of God is not rolling like a man of God. But see, we, we, we play off of, we're going to see the video that the youth saw and the men saw yesterday, but we play off of a culture that tells you to exploit yourself, you know, and you don't even realize it. You'll call it, I'm looking nice or sexy, but you're saying something to the culture I'm from. I don't care if you marry. We would go, oh, she, like, she ain't really with him. They're in the same room, but they ain't together. <coughs> and so, so, again, because you're naive and because you spent all your life at church and because you was around your parents your whole life, it doesn't change the philosophy mm -hmm. of the people in the room. Absolutely. Same thing with the guys that dress like Marilyn, people dressed like Marilyn Manson. Uh, we was telling the guys in youth, they was getting beat up all the time. It's like, I'm just, I just decide to be different and everybody beat me up all the time. I said, I, and I said, you got seven lines in each line people are dressed a certain way but in each line people are treated a certain way based on how they dress you got in the Marilyn Manson line they've been beating them up for years they, so they're supposed to stop beating people up because you chose to dress like that no when you get in that line you get the results of everybody that's in that line not just this is how I feel about it oh no no don't work like that in culture you, you get the whole package. Same thing with flirting. If you're flirting, now somebody thinks they have a shot. Now your spouse has to work through like, okay, wait a minute. Ho, 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 ho. That's my man. Yo, yo, yo. yo why are you talking to him like that? Basically, what you going to say when she said, well, he was talking to me. 
how would I know? The way he was talking to me, I figured it was an option. Right, so, so all, all we're saying is as part of assertiveness is make the person aware. They might not be aware, they, been, they were single, and we were talking like that because that's the way you talk, you know? You know, see who, who's available. But you married, you gotta, or, or you're in a covenant, or you're in a certain relationship, you gotta protect the relationship. You just can't be doing stuff crazy. So you gotta talk about those pink elephants. Even if it could be money. It could just be, it could be, okay, so like, when you gonna consider me? Because you just, you tell me what I can't do. But do you see what you just bought? You told me I couldn't spend $10 on a meal. You just spent $1,000 on what you just purchased. So I couldn't spend $10 to make way for you to spend 1000 Was that it? I was messing with your budget? <laughs> but, you know, but, but not, I'm not talking about arguing. I'm saying, hey, let's talk it through where it's a win-win. No, that's good. Uh, you know, I jotted down some things that stuck out. Um, so... A lot of times women, uh, and I'll speak for myself what, what I went through, a lot of times uh, you, we desire um, attention. And so, and sometimes we could be so uh, hard up for attention, we'll do whatever it takes to get it. So attention uh, is, think about it, attention to something. So for instance, if you want someone to look at you, you know, sometimes modesty goes out the door um, not because you're evil or anything like that, but it just goes out the door because we can thrive off of, of attention of the opposite sex. You know, I remember when I was coming up, uh, I used to tease a lot. I was, I was one of those ones that didn't want you, but I wanted you to want me. Isn't that awful? That's sad. I, I mean, literally, I wanted you to want me so bad that you begged to have me. That's, that's, that's prideful too now I think about it I mean it's bad it's bad so I would tease people I would get them only to lose them like you know I just I don't know it's something about for me so you know you have to watch using yourself as a way to get someone to be attracted to you you know when you think about it now this is a poem I'm asking as a man do you want people looking at your goods Raise your hand if you do. Oh, I don't see one hand raised. Raise your hand if you don't. Do y'all get that question? Well, okay, okay. Me, I'll explain okay, this way. <laughs> right now, I, I'll explain it like this. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, this is what this is the whole point. Like right now, this is my wife. There's certain things that's called private stash. Right. Right. As far as <laughs> that was amen. Right. Yeah. So in other words, as far as physicality is yes. concerned, it's for me. Yes. So what she was asking, do I want somebody checking out my private stash? Raise your hand if that's okay no. with you. Raise, raise your hand if it's not okay. Oh, I, 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 you threw me off. You, you threw me off. Uh, raise my hand too soon. <laughs> no, the reason why I said, no, I had to say that because, no, 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 no. No, I had to say that because there are men that actually use their person to almost like for status. No, for validation. Yeah, like look what I got. You see what I'm saying? So now she's a trophy. Yeah, valid. So that, that's an accessory. That's not somebody that's essential. Right. 
So, so <laughs> y'all get it now, right? Like you want somebody to see your watch to say, like, look what watch I. Not my watch because it ain't worth that much. But I'm just saying. But you know, if you got a, a sweet watch, like yo, I got my sweet watch. That's an accessory. This watch is not essential. Cause keeping it real, my wife is beautiful. My, every time I see her, she's beautiful. My wife ain't walking around with no no burlap bags on, or you know, just like. I got a little long dress that, on that's today. Old, but. That's old. That's old school burlap bag, like you know. But but you know. Almost like, uh, uh -oh. sorry, I, yeah, I got serious about uh -oh, that. No. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, she just not, you know, eh, you know, she she's beautiful, so she 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 walks around beautiful. But if she's too exposed, it leaves beauty, and now people are gonna lust after her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now again, somebody may lust because she's beautiful. That's fine. But I'm not well, giving it to her. Well, it's not fine to have people lust. But, but, but I'm not giving it to her. Prince, we're not assisting the lust. Right. Right. If that makes sense? Yeah. Help me out, y'all. Y'all, you see, <laughs> trying to make it all hard. You started this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So, 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 so that's it. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. You know, and I get it, like, you know, I, I get certain cultures, certain religions, you know, don't wear makeup, this, that, and the other. And actually, when I became a husband, because I'm protecting my stash, you know, I had to, <laughs> yeah, it's my private stash. I know. Yeah. But, it just uh, sounds funny, y'all. I know, I know, I know. But I'm trying to speak the language. You told me to speak the language. <laughs> so, so when, when I, I think of stash, I think I know, of, like, marijuana or no. something like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Back in the day when I see, did you marijuana, see, you see how the minds work. That was my stash. Okay, let me come back. Let me. Okay, I, I'm with you now. You Go know, ahead. Jewels, goods. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> so, so you can understand how people had their background experiences. <laughs> but, but, but I, I did, I do know this. Like a woman is designed to be adorned. Yes. And so, you know, whether it's the makeup, the jewels, the nice clothes, stuff like that, like I ain't gonna walk around no suit. And my wife, you know, she walk around, you know, with a, some some old sweats. Remember the old old sweats, like with, with little elastic at the bottom, you know? Yeah, she walk around some old sneak. Now nah, we ain't rolling like that. So that's not what I'm. I'm not talking about that. You know, I'm just talking about. And and again, you just gotta watch because uh, we saw this in the movie the other day that the culture is trying to train what you wear. So, so the guy said this, he said a preacher could wear an outfit and a few people would say, I want to wear that too. Mm -hmm. uh, and he said, uh, you know, it could be like a doctor or somebody might wear it and say, I want to wear that too. But you take somebody in hip hop culture where a millions, the whole nation will wear it. So people are, and I know this because I'm from New York, they would tell us ahead of time, you could tell what the young people are gonna be wearing or what the culture's gonna be wearing the next summer. All you gotta do is look in the Macy's window. And show enough what was, and that was in the Macy's window ahead of time. And show enough, by that following summer, what was in the Macy's window, everybody would wear. So they telling you what to wear. What we're just saying is, like, don't go outside the boundaries of, of, of kind of what God established Modesty, so, so you don't cross over in, Hoochie, Hoochieville. Hoochieville. Oh, that's funny. You know. Yeah. All right. So, so uh, I think we're going to have to.
we kind of end on that thought. We'll get into active listening on Wednesday with questions and answers. We're trying to reserve Wednesdays for more exchange time, but you know, Terrence uh, bogarted today, so. <laughs> nah, it's cool, it's cool. I thought that was cool. And actually, just to close out, just two people. Any two people have a thought or a question? All right, good, let's stand on your feet. <laughs> Look, I can give you time. So if you do, let's stand I'll bring you over here. No. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's, let's, well, we want to pray, oh, but if down. anybody needs prayer, uh, we don't want to be independent of uh, accepting Jesus Christ, Christ as our Lord and Savior. Um, um, you know, you may have been, the Lord may have 